Hey, St. Louis, welcome back to Advent Reflections with Seminary and Will. This is our second installment in our five-week reflection on the collects during uh, Advent Masses that lead us to a deeper understanding of what it means to live as Christians during Advent. So, Will, welcome back. What are we talking about today? Well, Tom, uh, we're going to continue looking at the collects of the uh, of the Advent season, uh, in particular, the one from the second Sunday of Advent. And today we're going to have uh, a little bit of... Uh, Influence from John of the Cross as well as we examine. He's your favorite, isn't he? He's one of my favorites. one of your favorites. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. He's, uh, he's. I've kind of gotten onto a John of the Cross kick uh, lately. I had a paper to write in seminary, and I picked John of the Cross to write it about. And ever since, it's kind of been my thing. Well, good. So he's a good one. The uh, the collect for for the second Sunday of Advent is Almighty and Merciful God. May no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son, but may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. So in this collect, we we hear uh, a prayer that is a prayer for freedom from, from freedom to go after and follow and meet our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're really asking for here in this prayer. And I mentioned John of the Cross at the beginning because John of the Cross has a wonderful kind of a metaphor uh, or for the ascent of the soul towards God, the following of, of uh, the soul um, in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. John of the Cross kind of uses this metaphor of a mountain uh, he calls it Mount Carmel. And as one goes up the mountain, one has to put aside other things to get up and to reach union with God, to meet God where he is. He, uh, he has, and so as, as one progresses in the spiritual life, he or she has to kind of put aside the good things of this earth, the, those earthly undertakings, mm-hmm. which hinder us. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're supposed to go out in haste to meet the sun, right? Yeah. And one who's in haste can't be carrying a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. You're kind of, you're on your way. Yeah. You're on your way. Uh, it's another kind of way to think about this is that if we if we think of ourselves or our souls, ourselves really, as a bird, if we're a little bird yeah. flying around, All right. right? What kind of bird would you be, Will? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe you don't like have to a, answer it. It's okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. There's a lot of good birds in this world. Uh, it, there's there's a few bad ones, but uh, but I don't know. Something like I'd probably be some type of a hawk, right? That'd oh be yeah, cool, yeah. Right? You're hawkish. I'm hawkish. Well, that's good to know about myself. I'll take that to spiritual direction next time. Sorry, continue. Uh, no, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, so anyway, John the, of the Cross talks. John about of the birds. Cross talks about birds. Uh, he says that. If a bird, let's say you have a pet bird and he's tied with a string mm-hmm. to something, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's a really tiny string, he the bird can't get away. The bird can't fly away and can't reach the highest heights, right? Yeah. So imagine if you're a falconer and you have, you know, your pet falcon and he's got the little the little cord, right, that connects him. That's like a massive bird that can fly really high right. and go uh, to really far places and do amazing things, but it can't do any of those things because it's tethered. Right. So he says that it's the same way with 
the soul. Mm. That sometimes uh, we can be building virtue, we can be doing all these things, but we can be hindered by a very small rope, a very kind of something that we keep going back to, something that we keep continuing to to go back to and to, to place our, or to try and find our good in yeah. other than God. Yeah. Right? Um, and the, that if this cord, which is kind of representing our attachment to these earthly undertakings isn't broken, then the soul never really will go towards God with all its might. Mm. It's like a ship that never sets sail or a plane that never takes off. Yeah, sure. You're tied down. You're tied you can't, down. You can't go where you need to go. Yeah. So it, he, um, it's kind of a wonderful metaphor for what we're talking about today and reflecting upon this Advent Collect is that we're supposed to set out in haste. Mm-hmm. And if we're setting out in haste, then we have to examine what we have to give up. What What are those things that are keeping us from following and to and going out to meet the Lord? Yeah. Um, there's a, a certain uh, part of of Christianity that sometimes we forget about, and that part is that Christianity requires a conversion of our own lives. Yeah, every day, every too, day, right? Yeah. It's not just a one. It's not just a one-off conversion, and then like you're set for life. You don't just confess faith in Jesus one time and you're done. It's a daily uh, reconversion, a daily dying to these things that tether us down. Um, and it's also a daily, I don't know if you're going to say anything about this, but it's a daily uh, gaining of heavenly wisdom mm. that's also in this collect. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, that means coming to know who Jesus is, mm. coming to know who God is. And that only comes through prayer and through worship and through spending time with the God who created us. And it's only in, in gaining heavenly wisdom, I think, that we can shed this tether. We can shed this thing that holds us down, right? That's and exactly it, it's right. it, it yeah. it's like all very nice and romantic sounding, but um, but it's it's true, and it takes a lot of hard work, and it's a lot of suffering and a lot of pain. Right. So we're running in haste, which reminds me of what we talked about last week about being on the move, actively waiting. Um, so while we're while we're hastily running towards Christ, we're also coming to know who he is in the very still silent parts of our spiritual lives. Yeah, that's exactly right, Tom. Yeah. It's, it's really an interesting kind of thing there where uh, what came to mind when you were talking um, is that Thomas Aquinas, uh, one of my other favorites. Yeah. uh, He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's all right. He talks about how that when a, when a man is um, justified, there's at once at one time a turning away from sin and a turning towards God, yeah. right? So that that it's not as if we're just turning to nothingness, but rather we're we're we are going towards heavenly wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. We're replacing a bad habit with a good habit. We're uh, um, turning our focus from something that might even be okay and good, but more towards God, right? right. More towards God, and that's that's I think um, one of the things that as as people progress in the spiritual life, it's definitely been true in my own life um, that even good things can kind of get in the way sure. of our relationship with, with God. Sure. Um, and we're, we're called to be ever more focused on him. Yeah. Uh, and that it, itself will cause us to appreciate the, the good things in the world um, that we, we see. Right. So 
it's interesting that there's kind of this process of, of letting go that uh, is a part of Advent, right? That that's a part of going to meet the Lord with haste. Mm-hmm. That the church very clearly puts puts us uh, puts in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Pope Benedict places this kind of in the. Um, he says that in Advent we focus on two different people. In, in, well, three. Uh, of course, the Lord, <laughs> right? But right. we also focus uh, with John the Baptist and uh, on, on John the Baptist and on our Blessed Mother, mm-hmm. and um, John the Baptist kind of represents this um, this negation. This like I have to put aside certain good things so that I can be converted and go towards the Lord, right? Uh, and you see that kind of in the in the voice crying out in the in the desert, right? Where does John come from? He he comes from the desert. Yeah, he comes from a place where he's already cast off, right? Almost everything. Right. I mean, he's eating what is locusts it? and locusts honey, and honey or something rough like that. Diet, man. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, I don't know what that would be like. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot to of eat locusts. locusts and honey yeah. and uh, camel hair. Camel hair. He I haven't wore, reached that. He wore camel hair. He didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did it. not eat <laughs> camel. <laughs> but it does pose the question: if he has the camel hair. Did, Did he, he eat, eat the, the camel? camel? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Which came first? But never mind. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So, but what's interesting about John in the context of Advent um, is that John cries out, right? And he points towards Jesus and he calls people to conversion. Mm-hmm. But then he undergoes, he, like he knows Jesus as a as a prophet, right? He sort of, yeah. at least he he's imperfectly knows Jesus. And he's pointing towards him. He says, that's the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. And then we see in the Gospels that John himself has to go through this conversion. Right. This this deeper conversion to Christ. You're talking so, about when he's like, wait, you have to baptize me. Well, Is that, and he has to, he goes to prison. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah. So like there's this, there's this um, interesting duality as a Christian, right? We're called to point at Christ. Mm-hmm. And Pope Benedict says that we... We don't really know exactly who Christ is, like perfectly. We know who he of is, course, right? But we we don't know him absolutely, right? Right. Because we, with any person, you don't. There's this mystery of mm-hmm. the person that we can't really fully grasp the entire person. Mm-hmm. So we point towards Christ, and then and we say, "Be converted to Christ. Be mm-hmm. converted to Christ," because we've had this experience of initial conversion, mm-hmm. and then we ourselves have to more deeply be converted, more deeply be converted. Um, so it's kind of this idea that that John the Baptist underwent this purification of his desires, right? Because when, when he was saying, that's the Lamb of God, was he thinking the Lamb of God who's going to be nailed on the cross? Right. Was he thinking... He didn't know perfectly. He didn't know, right? Sure. And, I mean, maybe he was... Uh, Benedict points or says that... Um, that it it was probably more the case that John was thinking of more the political kind of Messiah, not in a bad way. Right. He was saying, I mean, that's a that's not a bad wish or a bad desire that the Israelites had or John the Baptist had that they would want the fulfillment of this kind of messianic kingdom and all those kind of things. But that wasn't the way that God right that wasn't it. what God had intended. Isn't it interesting? Like that's that was the understanding of who the Messiah was going to be for so long. Yep. Uh, God kept that sort of hidden 
mm-hmm. didn't reveal it until the absolute end. So while you're talking, it's just really interesting that like God reveals these small little bits and we can't see the whole thing because God is mystery and God has mm-hmm. uh, not revealed himself fully yet. Um, but he, but he still, he uses those little bits that we grasp to reveal the whole picture. Right. And to, to, interesting. to point us in on the way to yeah. go, to go towards him. Right. Um, we like, so as a Christian, you, you, like John the Baptist, we have to come to this point of not demanding like a visible, unequivocal, unequivocal clarity, but in, instead of discovering God in the darkness of kind of unknowing, right? Mm-hmm. The darkness that we encounter, just as he encountered in prison. Yeah. When he was in prison, uh, Benedict, I, I love the way he says it. He says, um, John the Baptist probably asked something like this, are you really he, the yeah. world's redemption? Are you really the redeemer? Was that really all that God had to say mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, to become blessed, blessed by this acceptance of God's Benedict's words here, obscure will, that God's will is at once known for us, and that He wants us to know Him and love Him and serve Him, mm-hmm. but is obscure in the sense that we don't know how that's going to happen. And there's this wonderful mystery that we have to say. Lord, I surrender myself to the mystery, this mystery of letting go of these good things, these these, uh, and dying to myself. Right. Yeah. Um, that's been an interesting part and an amazing part of my own journey through seminary. Has just been how how Lord are you calling me to let go of certain things, even good things? Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe um, you know I can think of times that I've thought okay, this would be a great idea. We should do this mm-hmm. in the seminary. And, and uh, you know, I have the talent to, to make this happen and I'm going to make this happen. And then just kind of being told no. Right. Right. And, yeah. and uh, you know, that, that dying to my own will, I mean, dying to my own self brought me closer to the Lord, even though it hurt, right? Mm-hmm. There was a darkness and there was like, why won't you let me pursue this good thing, Lord, that I want, mm-hmm. that, that is a, that's something that I think will be good for everybody and for me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that even those th- kind of things can be the tether that keeps us from going back to the Lord. It's so, it's so interesting because I mean, this is what we're called to do during Advent is to really, uh, sharpen our focus right? And to kind of put those things away that distract us, even when they're really, I can think of things in my own life where it's like people or, um, events or whatever, things that are good. Snapchat. I I love Snapchat. I wouldn't say Snapchat's (laughs) good. I think Snapchat's, Snapchat's a neutral, a neutral situation. It depends on how you use it. But, uh, yeah, it's like, okay, Lord, how are you calling me to, to sharpen my focus, you know, to, to narrow my gaze on you. Mm. Uh, and I think when we talk about pushing good things aside, I think people can get a little freaked out, but we have to remember even Jesus said like, who's going to put, who's going to walk away from his mother and his father and his family to follow me. Yep. You know, it's not that Jesus wants us to hate good things. That's not it at all. It's, it's just that he wants us to prioritize him. Right. Right. So the, um, going, sorry, I keep going back to that's okay. here, but if it, there's kind of this, what he says is anti-divine is the quest for mere pleasure, enjoyment, possessions, gain, or 
like we have to be liberated from this quest that is for ourself or our self, like our selfish desires and be pointed directly at the Lord. And all of those things, right? What does Jesus say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and all of these things will be given unto you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in this world, right? But we will have the fulfillment of all of those desires because God is the fulfillment of all of those desires. If we seek his kingdom first. That's right. That's right. Um, it, it's kind of this realization that we're not going to find uh, the absolute satisfaction in the visible world of, of our desires, that that's not God's plan for our life. That yeah, we can have joy and we sure. can, we should rejoice in good things and we should make use. God made, gave us an amazing world, amazing things to rejoice in. Mm-hmm. But that they're not the fulfillment of everything. They all fall short. That they all fall short eventually, mm-hmm. um, and so that we would, we might respond once again to the call uh, for uh, for conversion, the conversion of our minds to go towards the Lord, mm-hmm. the conversion of ourselves, the change of heart that is demanded by the gospel, um, so that our will is the will of the Father, that we become more and more uh, in line with who we really are, Mm -hmm. which is made in the image of God, and therefore we have the mind of Christ Jesus himself. Um, Amen. Amen. That's great. So it's, it's, it's that kind of thing, right? um, So when we're, when we, maybe we can kind of come back to the beginning and look at this collect again, Mm -hmm. that, there's a haste to this. Mm-hmm. This is not. We're an Advent people. That means we're 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 uh, the King is coming, and we're we're there. Yeah. We're ready for the yeah. the King to come. And there's this twilight, right? The King is coming. Uh, it's like that scene from uh, from Lord of the Rings when Gandalf is coming on the third day, right? He's coming. Don't up. know if I've seen that one. Oh my gosh! I know, you're I know, me. but I get the, I get the, I get the point. Anyway, the so Gandalf is coming on the third day for all of uh, the the listeners who actually uh, who actually enjoy uh, good film, enjoy good film, <laughs> uh, or not even not even from yeah. Well, the Lord of the Rings people are going to be like, it's a book, not a film. I know. So you could buy me the books for Christmas. That would be cool. Maybe so, Tom. Yeah. Kindle Sorry. editions. <laughs> so the the point is that. Uh, we're a hopeful people. We're waiting for the the salvation, and we're the dawn is coming. And that means we have to be in haste. Yeah, even well, after twenty centuries, right. we have to be in haste. Absolutely, and and Advent's just such a microcosm of how we should live all the all time. the days of our life. Right? Yeah, all the days of our life. It is the season which represents our reality. Yeah, in a way, just as Easter represents heaven, mm-hmm. Advent represents our time on on earth in a in a real way that we're awaiting the coming of christ yeah it's really beautiful really beautiful it is well thanks will for this reflection on uh on week two of the collects and advent um we're reminded that we are people in haste and that this is our season uh that this is who we are and that as john of the cross talks about this tether that ties us down to earthly things we're called to be converted anew every day to grow in heavenly wisdom and knowledge of christ um and to become new creations. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come, See y'all next week for our third reflection on Advent. Uh, it's going to be awesome.